0: I'm James Rule. Welcome to the Lonely Leader Podcast, where we help existing and aspiring leaders find clarity, build resilience, drive performance, and enhance fulfillment. Hi, I'm James Rule, and welcome to another episode of the Lonely Leader Podcast. A question I get asked frequently, not just by clients, but by friends, colleagues, is what leadership books do you recommend? And as you can see behind me, I am a passionate reader. It's something I love to do for relaxation, but in my line of work, it's also invaluable to help me continue to enhance my knowledge base, to draw out new perspectives and and pieces of wisdom that can allow me to be more effective in my coaching and mentoring. So it's a difficult question because I'm a big believer that we should read as broadly as possible. And whether you're reading biographies, whether you're reading about individuals whether you're reading around a subject it's very rare that everything in a book will resonate but undoubtedly there will always be at least one or two little gems that you can take away to enhance your ability to perform both in personal and professional roles but if I had to sort of narrow it down to a to a handful of books that have really made an impact on me and that I would always be very comfortable recommending I will endeavor to do that now I think top of the list for me is, Lincoln by Doris Kearns and Lincoln Abraham Lincoln is a man. I have a huge amount of respect for and obviously I knew his story from a distance and you think you know quite a lot about what he had to endure. When you read this book, it really does hit home the extreme level of adversity that he had to endure during his life, personally and professionally. Personally, he suffered bereavements, loss of loved ones, uh, periods of depression. He forced himself to grow and rise above very, very humble beginnings. And also professionally, he had a number of setbacks. But I think one of the things that really struck me was that at periods in his professional development, he was treated very unkindly. You know, he was really humiliated, for want of a better word, by certain individuals as he was progressing his legal career. When he eventually made it over so many of those setbacks and became president of the United States, he had to build his cabinet. And one of the people at the source of so much of his humiliation, he ended up bringing into that cabinet. And that really struck me to think, wow, he put his own personal feelings, his own ego to one side and he did what he believed was best for the country. He wanted to get the best, most capable people around him to drive the things forward that needed to happen for the country. And whether these people had wronged him in the past or not was irrelevant. And I thought that level of humility was such a a wonderful example of how I think we'd all aspire to be as leaders, but how many of us hand on heart would be able to ignore such personal slights and then elevate and promote that individual into our inner sanctum into our senior leadership team and it wasn't just that he put those people into that environment during his tenure as president some of those people would continue to criticize him perhaps they would write in the media etc disagreeing with some of his philosophies and some of his policies and yet he didn't push them away he tolerated it because He knew that whilst they may have slight disagreements with him, they were still competent in their role and doing what was right for the country. So I really took a lot from that. Another little nuance of the book was learning about his angry letters. So when he did feel particularly aggrieved, he would write a letter processing all of the things that he had found infuriating to that individual. But at the end of the letter, he would sign it off, never signed and never sent and then put it in a drawer. And I think we can all, again, learn from that, how many of us have been guilty of firing off an email or a text message in the heat of the moment that is emotive, fueled by our initial ego-driven reaction, a perceived or actual slight, and then when that emotion settles, we regret what we did. So I quite like that as a notion of an angry letter. Perhaps the modern-day equivalent is to draft out an email, but not send it although there is always the risk you accidentally press send. So I I quite like the safety of having an angry letter system. The next book that I would recommend is Bounce by Matthew Syed. And I came across this many years ago. I really liked the fact that we could move ourselves forward if we were willing to work hard enough. And he's a former Olympic sportsman, table tennis player, and he pulls out a series of wonderful stories about the likes of tiger woods mozart the williams sisters in tennis and highlighting that while many people perceived that these individuals had a god-given talent and just burst onto the scene as wonderful examples of you know of, of just freakish ability he actually debunked that theory and highlighted how much work they had put in and so i think that's again a very powerful lesson for us as leaders, I think it's a very powerful lesson for those of us who have children. It's a powerful lesson in all walks of life that if we're willing to put the work in, we can all improve. And there is no such thing as, well, I haven't got the ability or I haven't got the talent. I think pivoting into another book, which might not necessarily make my top list, but it's right up there, Mindset by Carol Dweck. That growth mindset mentality. And I love the notion, particularly when I'm talking with my children, that I can't do something Yet, so I found the bounce book and the stories there a real uh, source of inspiration to think. Right, if there's something I want to achieve, work hard enough at it, and you can achieve results. The third book I would like to mention is Tribe of Mentors by Tim Ferriss. I really like the fact that this is a short, sharp series of chapters that profile high-performing individuals in a variety of sectors, industries, roles, etc., and it gives lots of individual recommendations from books they love to read habits practices and i just found that a wonderful source again of knowledge insight and inspiration to be able to skim through and i took a lot of book recommendations in particular from that book the next book that i would like to talk about is legacy by james kerr and this focuses on the new zealand all blacks many of you that are sports fans will know the esteem in which the New Zealand All Blacks are held. For those of you that perhaps are not sports enthusiasts, they are undoubtedly one of the most successful, consistently high-performing teams in global sporting history. It's not just a case of they had a period in history where they were successful. They have an ability, despite having a significantly smaller population base than a lot of the other major rugby union-playing nations, to turn out elite, high-performing individuals and teams. So bringing that back to our work as leaders, one of our biggest jobs undoubtedly is to develop our people, to help them grow, to help them realize their potential and to create an environment and a culture that is the best possible one to draw out high performance, to create an environment where people want to be a part of it, where people stay a part of it, where you're not having to battle with a high turnover of people leaving because of a toxic culture. And there are so many wonderful examples within this book of how you do that. But one of the things that I remember striking me most powerfully was this sense of humility. And there's a little section in the book called cleaning the sheds, and that refers to the dressing rooms that's the their sort of uh, kiwi slang if you will for the dressing room and what was interesting is you can imagine post match after a rugby match there's mud and debris from the bottom of their of their boots there's strappings that have been on the body there's bandages there's there's bloody you know tissue etc all manner of dirt and debris and they take it upon themselves as a team to clear that dressing room to sweep all of that away and put it in a bin It's not just presumed that, well, whoever's responsible for cleaning this room can do it when we've left. And what was particularly pertinent about that is you might expect it to be the youngest member, the most junior member of the team. Quite the contrary. Individuals who had over 100 caps, had played for their country more than 100 times, would take their turn in cleaning the sheds. So again, I think as a leader, our words, but also our actions are integral to shaping the culture and the environment that we want to create. And that was just a really simple but very powerful example of how that is achieved. The last book is quite a harrowing read, Man's Search for Meaning, Viktor Frankl, who was a survivor of the Holocaust and was imprisoned in a prisoner of war camp during the Second World War. And it's just a, a wonderful sense of perspective that I was able to draw from that book of just how powerful the human spirit is to overcome adversity and trauma. And to be candid, some of the things that stress us out as leaders and really take up a lot of our headspace and energy really do pale into insignificance when we take a step back and we look at the sort of horrendous experiences that somebody like Viktor Frankl had to endure. And again, I think it's a powerful reminder to keep things in context, to try and control the controllables and know that however stressed we may be with a particular aspect of our professional role, in the bigger picture of life, it doesn't deserve the amount of cortisol and stress hormones we're allowing to flood our body with. So there's my brief summary of books that I've enjoyed. Lincoln, Tribe of Mentors, Bounce, Carol Dweck, Mindset, Man's Search for Meaning, Victor Frankel, and Legacy by James Kerr. If you haven't read them, I hope you go and check some of those out. Please do share your feedback. And if there are any books that have made a particular impact on you, then I would be really grateful if you look in the show notes, the ways to contact me and the Lonely Leader and share some of those ideas because I'm always looking for recommendations of great books that can enhance my knowledge and my ability to support other people's growth and development. Remember leadership on the outside always starts within. And so one of the best ways we can do that is reading. Thanks for listening to the Lonely Leader Podcast. I'd be very grateful if you could share and follow if the content resonates. And if you're looking for additional free resource to support your continued growth and development, then please do check out our social media and website details in the show notes. Remember, quality leadership on the outside must always start within.